Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, here with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We might be off next week. I don't know what the plans are. I will be in Disneyland on Thursday and Friday. So if we do record, it may be on Wednesday. Um, it may not. It's all going to go according to plan. So, well, and on, and on that note, the next week uh, we won't be recording because I will be out of town at a symposium. Okay. We will not be recording next week. So you heard well, it here. No, in, in two weeks, the week after. Oh, two weeks. Oh. Yeah. So, well, maybe we are recording next Wednesday. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> if not, we'll if see. we're off for a couple weeks, there you go. Hey, hey, hey. We've been here. We were here for New Year's. We only missed one week for the holidays, really. So, congratulations. Um, first thing we got, this thing confused me like crazy. I was actually on the phone with Connor from ConCon's Cantina. Um, so, they announced there is going to be a Mandalorian movie. It's going to be called The Mandalorian and Grogu. Um, Production is supposed to start either, it's probably, they said, the end of this year. Um, But they're also doing this alongside a season four of The Mandalorian. Now, the only thing I could think of is that the movie is going to incorporate the show that was supposed to happen with Gina Carano. There's going to be more starfighting or building of The Mandalorian stuff. or um, we're, they're going to use the season to incorporate new characters to do spinoff shows with because of the, the success of Ahsoka, which also is getting a season two, which has been confirmed by Lucasfilm. Um, they announced both of them fairly close to each other. And then this morning they said, oh, hey, 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 they're, we're all still working on a season four of The Mandalorian. So. Um, I don't know what kind of route they're going to take or what they're thinking of, but I am excited for it. I am not, I'm surprisingly as uh, Mr. Stranger can attest to, I am critical of a lot of things that I watch. Cause I want to basically, uh, I'm the kind of person, I don't know how Tim is, Tim can explain it, but him himself, but for me, if it's a realistic movie, I want it to be realistic. I don't want, it to be realistic with some one thing that's slightly not realistic happen. If it's supposed to be like supernatural or in space, there can be small things that happen where I'm like, that could never happen, but Hey, it's supernatural or it's in space. It it makes sense. Um, But with the Mandalorian, there's a lot of star Wars people that complained about certain things and I just can't find the complaints. And, you know, I saw some minor things that didn't make sense, but I still enjoyed it. So I think I think on just to kind of do that and or to kind of get on your coattails on that is I think with Star Wars, I mean, you get some different I don't necessarily call them genres, but title films or franchise films that people are going to be super uber critical. You're always going to have that group that's going to be like that. And they and they may be very vocal about it, but it's um, a select few. But since they're so vocal, it's like, oh, man, there's a lot of people like, oh, no, wait, it's really a small section. that are just really vocal about it. And I think Star Wars is one of those. But you got to look, <clears throat> you know, who's kind of behind the Lucasfilm and the Star Wars and everything like that is, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you had, you know, brainchild George Lucas. But then, you know, you have Dave Filoni in there and <clears throat> You know, and he wants, and then John Favreau, 
and they're for lack of a better term you know star wars nerds so they want to stay true to it as as much as they can but then again remember they're creating a series of episodes so as you want to stay stay true as much as you can and really not you know spin some stuff you know a big thing off where it's like oh my gosh that is really that's what you did um but you gotta you gotta you you know fill time on it it's just like on you know like you're saying some of those movies were hey if it's you know true or set to be true i want it to be true but then again how do you make a two and a half three hour movie you're gonna have some filler in it. you're gonna have some downtime it's like oh why don't you take you could take like three scenes out it's like yeah you can but then now you're at like an hour and a half movie nobody's gonna be there for for that so right um i think that and then lastly is i think the title is hilarious i was asking my wife telling my wife i'm like hey so they're making a mandalorian movie what do you think the title is She's like, the Mandalorian movie? I'm like, yeah. What do you think the title is? I'm like, it's very generic. And it's a guy that's in it. She's like, the Mandalorian? I'm like, yes. And his sidekick. She's like, and Grogu? I'm like, yes. The name of it is Mandalorian and Grogu. <clears throat> and it's funny. It's every time, and I just saw this just probably an hour ago. Every time I see it, I think of it's like a, a cartoon series. Like the Mandalorian and Grogu. Like it's going to be an animated um kitty show <clears throat> well when I, when I first saw it i was confused because i was like the mandalorian and grogu are doing what like right, exactly. i just realized it was the title yeah. i was like they oh, go on adventures or something. this one go okay right it's like calvin and Hobbes. you're right it's like calvin and Hobbes. right it's like is this just the filler title for it like is this what the what they're calling it and then they're gonna come out with the title where it's like no this is i mean might as well just call it the mandalorian movie but it's the Mandalorian and Grogu. But if you call it the Mandalorian movie, then everybody like, is Grogu in it? Well, if you put Mandalorian and Grogu. I think I th- I think also because of what Pedro Pascual has been saying lately about, um, you know, his desire. Because, I mean, he's doing great with The Last of Us. They've been casting people for The Last of Us Part 2. He's had to back out on another film. Because he was cast in fa- the new Fantastic Four movie. So there's like a lot of stuff going on. And all I could think of would be maybe they're going to move the Mandalorian show to what everyone thought it would be, where you could pass the title off to Bo Katan or go on her adventures. Or, you know, you could go on different, you know, they've left so many open ended stuff from the first season and second season that we never even touched the third season. So there's a lot to do. So. I'm just happy about that and the announcement of Ahsoka season two, which I was for sure. I knew it was going to happen because obviously it was a cliffhanger. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, Connor was very much more skeptical, but you know, it's Connor. I, I get it. He's, he's not a fanboy. He's more of like, he knows what things are and it's just difficult for him to, you know, listen to that. But um, the next one, so this one confused me because I haven't been on Disney plus in a minute. Um, and actually, ironically enough, before I came to record, we were watching this new show, um, that we saw on there with the kid. It's called Kaya, Kaya and the Kamoja heroes. And it's about a little girl growing up in Africa with her two friends. It's basically PJ masks in Africa. 
they do martial arts and they have superhuman abilities. It's PJ Masks in Africa. But um, American-born Chinese, um, I got it confused with a different show that is about an Asian character. It's on Netflix, I believe, that sees his mom murder someone. So I was like, how is this on Netflix? But American-born Chinese is basically the show. It's about um, they have a long lineage of protecting something. I can't remember what it is. But it's been canceled after one season. Right. And I think we've been seeing a lot of stuff that's kind of been canceled off off of either one or <clears throat> one or two seasons, especially on Disney Plus. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before about the the deal for the writers, which I believe they do relay it to their their platform, same as this. But I think the problem with this one is is you know, no offense, we literally had Parasite and then everything everywhere all at once come out and it was yeah. mostly Asian casts. And I think a lot of these studios were just like, get the popular people from those movies and make something. And instead of being like beef on Netflix, which was a well thought out show that could have been any kind of person that just happened to be great actors that were of Asian descent, who, which both of them congratulations them won golden globes this past weekend um, or week. I can't remember what day it was, but I think they kind of threw people together. It looked like a great concept. I just don't. Th- I think with Disney Plus, there's so many shows they dropped at one time. You know, it's it's not like if it almost feels like you know ABC or CBS or NBC when they want to test out a new show, they do a couple episodes and then they throw it in the, like a mid season re- release or they'll do it in the summertime. Or if they have a slot that's open, they're like, hey, you know what? This show ended. Let's put this here. Uh, and then if it goes, then they cancel another show. If they don't have enough room, they don't. They make room if the show's popular. Disney Plus is more of like, a, let's put our finger in the air like we're kicking a field goal. And then let's take a bunch of wet noodles and throw it against the wall and see what sticks. What so sticks, yeah. the American-born Chinese did not stick, and it's been canceled. We've also lost The Good Doctor, which, dude... I feel like I have strokes whenever I read the stuff you post because I posted this one, but it's ending after seven seasons. It's been on for seven seasons, man. Right. And for those <laughs> who don't know, the good doctor is about um, a character who is on the autism spectrum, who becomes a doctor. Um, there's like stipulation to his residency. He knows the, um, he has like a mentor who's like a big doctor at this hospital. And, he is super analytic. He can see things in his brain about different stuff and he can analyze it and think about what could be causing an issue. It's gotten a lot of great um, reviews for the, the, you know, disabled autism area or saying that people can do things, you know, things like that, but it is ending. And um, I know a lot of people are sad about that one as well. Cause ABC really hasn't, I don't, I haven't seen many shows coming off of their stuff. You know what I mean? Like they haven't canceled much in a while. They got a lot of shows that are going on eight, nine years right now. And, you know, right. Well, and yeah, think about, it. I mean, the good doctor, it's got, you know, the kid that is in it. He's every year he gets a year older. So, <clears throat> you know, there's going to come a point in time where you're going to have to change something in it because it's like, hold on, wait, he's not, 
you know, he's not a, like a Dookie Hauser anymore. Now he's like older. He's he's becoming an adult, and it's not as probably as grabbing. Yeah. So right. Um, and I do think he probably wants to take a different role because you're always going to be that autistic doctor. You know what I mean? Um, yep. And people don't realize, you know, like the friends people, I know plenty of them have put in books, like how hard it was for them to find a job afterwards because they were stereotypically cast as those people. Um, oh, yeah. Modern family. My, my favorite, my favorite one is I heard an interview yesterday on the Office Ladies podcast and they had Tim Meadows on. And he's like, I had to tell my agent, I don't want to be a teacher, a principal, a counselor wearing a vest and a jacket because he because he played it in Mean Girls the original he played it again and he started listing off different shows and he goes I was on the Goldbergs I was the same character and then Angela Kinsey was like what weren't you a teacher on that pilot we did that didn't go and he started laughing and goes yes I was right and he goes and that's what happens you get typecast and yeah um you know that's why I'm excited for that new oh what's it called there's a new movie coming out with um, uh, the lady from Blackish. Well, uh, and the and the funny thing is, is I didn't. I guess I didn't realize, and I never looked it up or whatnot. Tracy Ellis Rush, the kid that plays the good doctor, or whatnot, is he was Charlie and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the new one with Johnny Depp. He was in that. Mm. <clears throat> oh yeah, in, yeah. Yep. He was the kid in August Rush. August he was Rush, also yeah. the kid in um, Finding Neverland, another Johnny Depp movie. I didn't realize that. And now looking at it, it's like, oh, yeah, he is. Huh. He's been in a bunch. And, you know, I do feel kind of bad. So, like, there is a um, movie coming out called, I'm excited for, called American Fiction. And the main character is Jeffrey Wright. And a lot of them would know him. He was big in Westworld. Um, and the the movie it looks a phenomenal. It's basically about a guy who's a someone dies. He doesn't show you who it is. He's spreading their ashes, and he's trying to write a new book. He's an author, and that's we saw the one where his, Tracy Ellis Ross plays his sister and picks him up, and she's like, "Hey, did my book change your life or something?" And he she's like, "Oh yeah, it did." He goes, "He goes, my table was kind of wobbly, and then you sent me a copy, and guess what? No more wobble. It's hilarious, but also." He didn't get typecast because Westworld's very limited series. It's only so many episodes. He played the right. same character, but he, he knew when to bail out. And I think that's like a lot of these British TV shows, they do that. The Spanish novellas, the same person is in like six different ones over the course of their career because they end so fast and they go through it. So yep. fingers crossed he finds out. He looks like he would make a good young Patrick Bateman. Um. Right. Is that what his name is? Patrick Bateman? Norman Bates. No. Norman Bates. There you go. He was in that. He was on the Bates. See? That's and what I was thought. Nor- he, he was Norman Bates. He was Norman Bates. Bates. He was a young man. Yep. Yep. That's what I thought. So um, he hopefully will get something else after this. You never know, but we'll see. Um, right. Godzilla Minus One is the highest growing Japanese language Godzilla film film ever. Uh, surpassing $78 million in box office revenue. That is crazy. Um, I know Mr. Stranger saw it, and he said it was really good. He asked me if I was going to go watch it in the theater, and I'm like, nah, I'm not a theater guy right now. I'm just, um, 
I've been watching a lot of things in bits and pieces as time goes on. So, you know, I haven't sat down and watch a movie movie in forever. So. And plus, plus if it's, I mean, if it's Japanese, it's going to have subtitles. And I don't want to read when I watch a movie. Dude, I've never, this is crazy. I've never watched subtitles like that in a theater before. Ever. Yeah. Except for, I'm sorry. Or something like that. No, um. The Mummy. Oh the last yeah. Last time, because they're talking, they're talking in Arabic when uh, yeah, the guy's the running whole... from the Beatles. It's not, yeah. it's not the whole movie. It's not the whole movie. Right? Yeah, it's not the whole movie, but it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if I could do it in a theater. Um, <laughs> Tim sent this one, so we don't know if it's a hundred percent true. Um, because I can't find it anywhere. Right. But. There is a rumor there's going to be a movie called Steamboat, and it's going to be directed by Rob Zombie. It's going to be the Twisted Tale follows a serial killer known as Willie, hauntingly inspired by the iconic 1928 cartoon reel Steamboat Willie. Great idea. Um, I don't know if Rob Zombie would even do it because he is a kind of a expert of his craft and i do know that's a very fine line to go across and i know people are afraid right now of backlash video game wise could do whatever you want because it's a game it's a game there's no way to pinpoint who is responsible for any of it you know what i mean whereas a movie if you're directing it you're producing it they're going to come after you in one way or another right well, I have to um, confess on this is no, it is a fake one. Okay. Um, the guy, I guess I should have done more research on oh, it. That's what I did. Tim. I guess this um, popular, I don't know if it's uh, a face. I saw it on Facebook, but it could be Twitter or whatnot. <clears throat> um, spreading fake movie news and posters like John Krasinski's, John Krasinski's Die Hard remake and the Never Ending Story sequel that isn't happening um, so there there you go but it'd be cool because i love the rob zombie movies that he does double rejects uh house of a thousand corpses all of that um but yeah devil's so. rejects man is one of the ones that was like it got me into that version of horror because um it's a very specific style yes yep and it's like you said, it is a very specific style. And when you see it, it's like, oh, that's a Rob, that's Rob Zombie, just like, um, you know, a Tarantino movie, Robert Rodriguez type movie, yep. um, on it. So it would have been cool, but yeah, nope, I got duped. Yeah, well, thank you for that one, Tim. Um, I but, do want to. Mo- did you see the movie poster on it though? It looked cool. Oh, it looked awesome. Um, I do want to tell people to uh, basically um, get ready because, you know, a recession is coming. Uh, Google did a mass layoff last night um, or the night before. Uh, Twitch just cut off uh, 500 people. There's a lot of people getting laid, laid off. I, right say, I just I heard I heard about the Twitch one that they were talking about that. Um, just be prepared because it's um, it's a coming. 
it's uh coming right um luckily um my industry i know personally is pretty much recession proof because what we do is actually like a legal type thingy like people have to do it legally um and tim's is pretty much recession proof because actually uh, kind of gets better in the recession yes so um we're gonna be uh Fingers crossed for everyone who isn't, you know, mine, we do have to, um, we do have to be a little more careful because, you know, but the good thing is, is when you guys get more, I work with places that Tim works with. You get more, yeah. We get more, so, yeah. Uh, Oh, and then just really, really quick before we move on that Rob Zombie, the tag, the tagline was going to be, or what he put is, things will get plain crazy. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Not going to one thing that is confirmed is Five Nights at Freddy 2 is in pre-production at Blumhouse. Um, didn't watch the first one, but I have heard from people that it actually is fairly decent. And um, I saw a funny thing because uh, Jennifer Lawrence had her one movie um, on Netflix. And Josh Hutchinson had his movie Five Nights at Freddy's. And they were both number one, and she sent a little message to him. It was kind of cool. Right. Well, shoot, in Five Nights at Freddy's, I just Googled it, a quick little Google search. Um, box office is almost done $300 million, $294.4 million. So, I mean. And, and it was. At least it was, it, a, what was, was the end of October. was uh, right before Halloween. <coughs> Excuse me. And it was, um, it was one of the ones, too, that. People were bashing it, and I'm like, this isn't a kid's movie. I know that was a big problem is people didn't understand, because that's what the game, when I remember when I, we were younger and it first came out, it was, weird. it was like, it was weird, and you knew it was a creepy doll, so. Yep. But then know. it took off, and I'm looking right here five, the with the games, because it has it on it, Five Nights at Freddy's 1 through 4. So, I mean, it wasn't just a one-and-done kind of no. indie-type film that took off. I mean, there was multiples of it, and I remember even... Well, they even had... My cousin or somebody they was had playing it. Like, too. Yeah. It was... Yeah. But it hit kind of like... I don't want to say niche because it wasn't... I mean, yeah, it was niche but it wasn't, like, really super niche but you had to, I mean, I guess you just had to be in that type of genre. You had to like what they were, what they were bringing to the table. And then you also, it was like one of the first ones that was like a, it was a jump scare type yep. of thing. And you had to be like, okay, um, this is what we got going on. Um, the crazy thing is, is right now, it's on sale at Best Buy. The game Five Nights at Freddy Core Collection for Nintendo Switch is twenty one dollars. So it's yep. it's not like a five ninety nine type deal. It's still for PS five. The security breach is, you know, basically thirty uh thirty seven bucks. Or no, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that was Amazon. This one's yeah forty bucks because it's a PS five game. So I get it, but still. Yeah, but I you got to think, four games, I, 21 bucks? Right, exactly, but I thought it would be more so like <clears throat> 9.99 type deal. Yeah, but you got to think, so if they get you to buy those four core games, there are games that are like spinoffs of it too. So oh, then you yeah. end up buying the spinoff games as well. 
Yeah. So there is a cult following behind it, and I know for mm-hmm. a fact that like people people are diehards for it. So yep. congratulations <laughs> to them for making a bunch of money. Yep. And the first first game was released August eighth of twenty fourteen. So ten That's years crazy. ago. Ten years ago. Um Disney has announced uh D twenty three Brazil, a Disney experience happening November twenty twenty four. This one was weird to me because it came when they announced um, the sale start date for um, the D23 event this year in LA. <laughs> and I, I know there was complaints, I think, last year or the year before of them just saying, like, this is not like we, we're not getting our money's worth anymore. Like, we used to get stuff for this, and it made sense. Now it's not making sense anymore. So it's yeah. kind of like, like what what do you do? Um, so I, I, get, I get that. But I'm just right. still, like, kind of like, well, what, what more? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to respond to it because I'm like, you know, what more do you, do you want from, you know, this – I don't know. I feel like it's a free thing, part of it. Like, you don't even have to pay for it if you don't want to. And then, you know, the tickets for the event, fan event in... Uh, when, when is it again? Anaheim it's, or Brazil? Anaheim. Anaheim, so it's August 9th through 11th. That's right, August 9th and 11th. And it's start, I think tickets go on sale on March 26th, I believe. Uh, I just, where did I just see that? Yep, starting March 26th. That, that is uh, my wife's birthday, that's why I know. So, right, um, there you go. So, yeah, and the only thing that they said is, hey, we have a D23 Brazil. It's going to be held in Sao Paulo on in November, and that was it. Yeah, it was almost like they're trying to, because obviously – um, like Star Wars Celebration is moving to is it Hong Kong? They're gonna have Hong Kong available now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't even I don't know. I feel like they're just trying so hard to add more outside co- content, and obviously it, it makes money. And right. you know, I'll be I'll be very curious <laughs> to see. How and this, I guess, kind of leads us into the the next one, <laughs> is how the D twenty three event in Anaheim this year is going to go because it's not solely based at the convention center in Anaheim. It's spread right. out at, you know, the Honda Center, which is across town, and just that could be a logistical nightmare on that. And how are they going to split the, um, if they're going to have, um. Uh, oh, what do you call it? Like, um, presentations on both of them. And it's like, okay, well, I want to go to this presentation, but the next one that I want to go to is a half an hour. But it's, you know, this one's at the Honda Center, and this other one's now back at the Anaheim. And I know they're going to do, I think, a night at the Angels game, which now kind of stings because Shohei's now up, up north. Um, and all that you got is now trout boy there so um i mean i don't think they'll i think they'll do like the farm show we go to they'll do a certain area will be the presentations and whatnot and then they'll probably i have a feeling what they'll do is they'll have every different area they go be in be like a themed area oh yeah what i'm talking about tim and i tim and i go to a farm we didn't i didn't go last year 
we need to go this year because I can, I can get it off this year because I'm not worried about taking time off. But um, when we go, they have basically this tent will talks. be this this tent will be more with um, oh like uh, irrigation type stuff. This will be irrigation. This one will be dairy. This one will be yeah. you know different things. So um, it's one of those things where you're kind of like what. What are they going to do, like you said? Because if they don't have this set up properly, this could oh. kill D23 so bad. Yeah, because if you have two big talks going on at the same time or not enough time for people to come to the other one, it's like you said, it's it's, it's not going to be good. I do think they're trying to do this, too, to combat the Comic-Con thing where someone just camps in Hall H for an oh, entire yeah. day mm-hmm. and then, you know... So we'll see. Um, Disney concerts announces t- January 2024 schedule featuring Star Wars, Toy Story, Disney 100 show. Um, they they do them all the time, so it's not like that crazy. But um, right. this one, Disney Plus subscribers who are D23 members can enter to win a free trip to Disneyland during Pixar Fest, um, which is pretty awesome. They are um, really um uh giving a lot of stuff to Disney Plus subscribers. You know, you know why? Was it the other one was the the dining plans, you know, on that. Yep. Which is I think is it's good on Disney because then the other thing is is does it force your hand to buy Disney Plus if you're not Disney? Disney Plus. Now this one it's more of a you gotta be Disney Plus and D23 and there is a D23 free membership um, and it's more of a sweepstakes type deal so it's like eh, I'm not gonna buy it if I'm not gonna really win it if I'm not guaranteed something on it like the like the dining plan at, um, at Disney World but I mean it's cool because normally it's DVC members and Disney Visa card holders. You see them getting everything, which I get yep. DVC because you have, you know, your initial um initiation fees and then you have your yearly dues, you know, maintenance fees and everything on that. So I get that. I mean, that's their their baby, you know. Um, so I get that. And then you have the Club 33 and a lot of the stuff that they get, which is with what you got, they do. pay. Yeah, they pay a lot more than we with do. With what they pay for, I I'm totally fine with that. So, so my thinking is is two. It's two pronged. I have a feeling that Disney Plus is preparing people for a letdown. So either they're going to change something on Disney Plus, people aren't going to like, or they're going to be removing something, or they're going to be adding another fee to it. Something like something's going to happen because. The, at the rate that Netflix is raising their prices and they're not losing subscribers, they're gaining subscribers. And not going to lie, Disney Plus, love it, great shows. But I have no hope, especially with the strike that happened. We're not going to have nothing for another year. And I paid for the year. I wish I would have canceled it because I'm not watching it. I'm not using it. But, you know, it is what it is. Or, like you said, maybe they are trying to bring in new people in because – Here's the thing. If they if they do that merger, they have the, the app thingy with Hulu, and all of a sudden, everything's fantastic, and they're like, you know what? This is awesome. Look, we could do this, this, and this, and they do it. 
and people start subscribing to both, they could probably keep the price the same. So maybe this is an effort to be like, look, you know, Disney Plus may be going up, you know, $2 a month or, you know, usually what they do is $2 a month or $19 a year. So you save five bucks if you do, if you go for the year. We'll right. see. Right. Well, and the funny thing about this is, I mean, unless you get this out um, tonight, the contest, it's pretty cool. It's open to legal residents of all 50 states. That's nice. 18 years or older. All right. Must have an active Disney Plus subscriber, obviously, and current D23 member. Okay. Contest ends January 12th, 2024 at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So as we record this, that's tomorrow. Um it will come out tonight. It will come out tonight. So you have and from now until five. Right. So the funny thing is, is I'm going back. I'm like, when did this come out? When did this come out? All these articles were like four days ago. So it was a very short window that they ran this on. Because normally it's like, oh, you have until, you know, dude, I'm telling you a month or something like that. Granted, Pixar Fest starts um, end of April. But still i mean i don't know it seems like everything's been very hey let's just try and go with it so i mean i don't know i honestly don't know right exactly yeah so it seems like the the oldest article that i saw was um well i guess maybe i could come back and bite me is december 30th so the end of the year that's still not much time Right, exactly. It's only a couple of weeks, and it's up to four people. A party of up to four. So, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, and also, the D23 Ultimate Fan Event is going to be streamed on Disney+. Plus. So, Which, um, it, ma- it makes sense, because when I watched it, you know, two years ago, it was at Anaheim, the Parks panel. Last year, when it was in Orlando, it was through streamed through their YouTube page. Um on it so it's like and it was streamed through like three youtube pages it was i think disney parks and resorts page um d23 page and i think another i think just a a regular disney page or maybe walt disney studios or something page and it was like it's not like a janky type production it was a you know good decent production so it's like okay do it on d23 you had what was it the elton john concert that he did so There, there you go. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny because y- you weren't happy when you watched that one either. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I had to wake up at six o'clock, which is neither here nor there. But it but was. But you did tell me. I remember. I'll never forget. You told me it was not worth it. And very, very that, lackluster. I, I can't get that time back. I'll never forget that. Right. Um, Disney Treasure Cruise Line, Disney Treasure Disney Cruise Line's newest ship added to Roku City. So, um, those that don't know, <coughs> there is random sites that will show up on the background of this of a, the screensaver for Roku if you keep it on the generic city one. Yep. And uh, and before we recorded my TV, which is Roku. I was putting that and I look over and there is a cruise ship right there. And it was the Disney treasure. So I saw it. How old's your Roku TV? Five years old. Get ready. Why? They don't last longer than six. 
Oh, it's Costco, so that's fine. Yeah, because um, we bought the Roku one from Walmart, and um, I looked it up, and they have it's a it's a LED light bar that goes mm-hmm. out, so the picture shows a black. So it's basically the uh, backlight. So the backlight goes out. And I'm like, I could probably fix it myself. And I watched the how-to video. And, you know, I laid this thing on its front, pop the back off. Right. Make all sure you stuff. don't mess anything else out. No. And Not actually, on. actually, <laughs> it's funny. It went out a year ago today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, on ours, there was one that we had that I had to take back. Because after a week or something... There was, it went all, <clears throat> there was like lines down the side of it. It's like, oh, thank you, Costco. I still had the, uh, the, uh, the box and everything. So I loaded it back up in there, took it in there. I'm like, hey, here's going. She's like, okay, let me see in hallway. Yep, we still have that in stock. So guy went and got it and wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Um, so it's funny because I was in the line, I was in line to ride monster zinc this time last year so um it went out it went out right around now and i went down to disneyland we didn't have a living room tv when i went to disneyland and uh-huh. the wife was at costco and found one and ordered it an lg so nice. <laughs> which is crazy Life's because good. this is what's crazy the tv in my son's room is one that i bought uh two years after high school Mm-hmm. So it's 18 years old. Right. The one in our bedroom is my wife's old TV from when she was in high school. <laughs> Excuse me. It's eight, it's 15 years old. Right. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. This one's they a video. Ma- the one they don't the make one, them like they used to. The one in my kids' room is an element. An element was a sub brand of Panasonic. So yep. it's not even the name brand. So, but. I digress. Um, lastly, I had to look this guy up. Um, speed racer actor Christian Oliver and his two daughters killed in a plane crash. It's super sad. I didn't see how old his daughters were because I didn't want to even know. Once you have, um, once you have kids, you just don't. It's, it's not fun. Yeah, and it was. Um... They crashed during a flight in the Caribbean island of St. Lucia. Yeah, so, no thank you. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so RIP to him. Uh, on to the gaming pile. Disney Lorcana Enchanted Card see price drop as production increased, which... <coughs> oh, yeah. Big. Probably have two Enchanted Cards and big, big price drop. Which we expected this, so yes, yeah, and and and, and and even with the enchanted cards, obviously they're the rarest cards. Even with that, they they feel pretty significant. I mean, there's there's still, I mean, if you pull one, it depending on which one it is, it almost pays for a, a booster box. Um, or before when you pulled it, it definitely played for the booster box, like one and a half booster boxes. And now it, you know, you need one other decent, um, card to, uh, to pay for it. But like you said, it was expected. And that's why 
um you could get booster boxes and um blaster packs and whatnot <clears throat> are all readily accessible now. and a lot of card shops i don't know how our buddies up in your neck of the woods are since i've been blocked and i don't care because i go to another card shop there um how much they're they're selling for because i haven't bought one since after thanksgiving yeah um i mean i didn't realize how big ravensburger was like they're massive like they do board games so like they announced a new tabletop rpg chronicles of light darkness falls like they legit have like a bunch a bunch oh yeah so yep I do need to say this one is in the wrong pile. Halo season two is for the um, Paramount show. Uh, yeah, well, there you go. Halo season two, the, they had the reveal of the first trailer. Um, it has them <laughs> actually fighting the real baddies. There are the kinetic swords, stuff like that. It looks really good. A lot of people aren't excited about it, but I am. So whatever. I, uh, I didn't even know there was a Halo season one. It's a really good show. It made me excited. I know you're not a big um I know I was never into Halo. Yeah. When I played it like the handful of times, I would just run, jump to the top and get the sword and piss everyone off and then <laughs> run around and basically die. Yeah, um it was weird for me because it was a lot of I don't understand what I'm doing. Plus and... I never had Xbox, it was always PlayStation. So Yeah. Yeah. I I switched to Xbox once I lost my loyalty when um uh, all my friends had Fable, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I love these mm-hmm. games. It's fun. But, um, the Apple Vision Pro, which is $3,500 and available in the U.S. on February 2nd, is a mixed reality headset designed to introduce spatial computing to consumers. It has augmented reality capabilities and also can switch to virtual reality seamlessly. Now, what they mean by augmented reality is basically I could be sitting in my chair. I could still see everything. And then I can have a piano on my, in front of me, and there's no piano in the room. Um, I did watch a video about this. Um, it showed a girl who actually had, like, like learned the piano you doing it this way. Um, so. Oh yeah. Well, for thirty five hundred bucks, you could probably buy a, a couple pianos. But yeah, but I mean, if you want to do other stuff, like, because. I think this is supposed to be like the me- like to work with the meta as well. Like yeah. you could basically do work. You could have a computer in front of you and well, do and all like that said, kind of stuff. You could learn to play the piano without having the piano in front of you, and it probably gives you what is it like that lightsaber game or whatnot, or it Beat gives saber. you hey, this yeah. is you know the keys that you need to play or or learn it this way type deal. And yeah, like almost an instruction have, type of thing. Yeah, exactly is a is uh, is the vr headset and it's apple so there you they go don't, they don't mess around they do um high quality stuff or exactly and you pay for it but like uh, it's, it's 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 done well yeah um and there's one thing that's not on here um uh xbox has um added to game pass they or they are adding have you ever seen that game where it's like you're riding Pokemon basically, but you got like machine guns and stuff? It's like one of the yeah. craziest games I've ever seen, and that is coming to Xbox Game Pass. 
So look for that. And then nice. Xbox has announced a new developer direct for January 18th, which is set to debut gaming gameplay from Machine Games Indiana Jones, along with updates on Sanua's Saga, Hellblade 2, Avowed, and more. And this is basically PlayStation has a name for their own thing. It's basically their summit. It's like the Apple summit they do every year. Oh. Xbox does it. And then PlayStation should be not too far behind. I was saying, yeah, then PlayStation. Nintendo will will, will follow. And they're basically going to keep doing this. Um, Since there is no more E3, they probably said, hey, let's just go ahead and knock it out of the way. Um, In other amusement park news, um, attractions, large areas of Universal Studios Florida now open late to cut costs. So basically... They're normally opening at 8, they're opening at 9, 9.30. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think because, for me personally, um, I always say those are the ghetto parks. So, like, when we would go to Great America, I don't ever remember ever going to Great America or Six Flags and ever being there when the park opens, ever, my entire life. We keep staying down the street. We ain't getting there until, like, 10 o'clock. I would say until, yeah, whenever. So it's not Disney, where Disney is like, hey, rope drop. You know, you need to get to the rope drop because what ride do you want to ride the most? Because that's what we need right. to do. Because that that's ride true. is the one we need to go on. Um, luckily for me, because I'm going to have the kids with me, I'm not too stressed about that kind of stuff. But um, it is one of those things where you're just kind of like, yeah, you know, um, I can understand it, you know. You know, right. it is it is the reason why, like, you would think California Adventure, you'd be drinking as soon as the sun comes up, but you can't have alcohol in the other park. I think until ten thirty. So, it's one in California Adventure. It's ten thirty. I think it is. Um, it's not one park no, opens. Th- so yeah, it is. Not the um, not the that that patio right there. What's it called? Um, the patio where the winery is the up of the terrace yes up above well it's ma- that's magic key no that's no 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 not the terrace of the terrace right across from <clears throat> san francisco there's like that little area where you could sit and it's got shaded covering yeah and yeah now that bar doesn't open up until like 10 30 yeah but like the the beer trucks and whatnot and all of that yeah. stuff those True. <clears throat> those are um, on it and then this one just really quick normally the parks opens at nine but the land opens at 10 and it's et the simpsons ride um twirl and hurl which is an, the simpsons land and men in back men in black alien attack so it's four rides that don't open with the park and it opens um right now an hour later they're probably not getting anyone doing it in there so right exactly New color changing lights have been added to the ET adventure at Universal Studios Florida. Congratulations. Eh. On to the important stuff Disney Park news. Um, general, colorful new Disneyland Resort cast member name tags design have been revealed. They look cool. You know, it, it's, it's different. Uh, it's different. Um, the crazy part is, is everyone's like been begging for these new name tags. Now everyone's going to be begging for the old ones. Right. Exactly. Um, it resort, <coughs> excuse me, it resorts abroad. Um, Disneyland Paris, 
Disney Electrical Sky Parade debuts smoke and pyrotechnics fired from drones. That was insane. Yes, it was. <clears throat> so those it who don't was. know, it also projects on the castle as well. So there's kind of an all-inclusive experience. Yep. So, but it looks amazing. Yep. And it's just, it's, as as I said, it's Disney Electrical Sky. So it's like the electric or Sky Parade. So it's like the electrical parade. <clears throat> but it's drones. Sky. And I think they said there's about 500 drones. Yep. And it's, it's awesome. It looks cool. Let's just say yep. that. You need to watch it. Um, and, and it'll never come to Disneyland, but um, it is very cool. Yeah. Um, On to the Disney World pile. A new weather vane hat by Louisiana Blacksmith has been installed on Tiana's Bayou Adventure at Magic Kingdom. Makes sense. You got to change that. Um, Walt Disney World shares look at how annual pass holder Good to go days will be displayed on my Disney experience. Um, first, res- and along the same lines, first reservation free good to go dates announced for Walt Disney World annual pass holders. I, yep, it's so, so it's good much. to go days. So there's, it's no, no reservations, no nothing. It's you're just good to go. Yeah. And it just, I think it just started uh, this week, and I think it was, like, either yesterday or day before. So, hopefully, with along those lines is sooner rather than later it comes to Disneyland. But we'll see. Hopefully, it goes well at Disney World. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, it's kind of getting back to to how it was. Fingers crossed Disneyland, like you said, is not far behind because that'll be awesome. And like I said, they're usually about three months to four months behind. So right. um, all day park hopping has returned to Disney Walt Disney World after three years, which is awesome. Um, one thing I have noticed when I went to the park earlier this year, I don't know if you've noticed this, Tim, but when you start, if you do a whole day in Disneyland, mm-hmm. If you start when you start your day, it's kind of crowded a little bit, obviously because everyone's walking in. But as the day ends, it feels like it's a lot less people because I feel like the people that want to park hop because you have to wait till a certain time to park hop. If most of them wanted to start their day in Disneyland, right, and then they either leave to go home or go to California Adventure, which you know, not many people are wanting to start the day in California Adventure. They just don't show up, right. <laughs> So, <clears throat> but I haven't, I've only seen one person actually lose their, get suspended 30 days. And that was kind of funny because <laughs> they forgot they had a reservation and they missed it. So, oh yeah. <clears throat> and I know a couple, uh, who was, I can't remember who it was, is a blogger, um, like forgot to cancel it or he looked, he's like, oh, I have a reservation and he lives down by Disneyland and he's like, well, I'm normally not here, but I took this into a vlog and it was like late night, what to do late night or rides to do late night and how many you could do instead of like rope dropping. It's like post fireworks and how to kind of close the park. And it was a pretty cool video. He's like, but the only reason I'm doing it is because it's, you know, seven o'clock and I saw that I had a reservation, <laughs> a, a reservation for today and it's too late to cancel. So I just came down here. Like, And oh. that's his job. So there you go. Right. Exactly. And it turned out to be an 
awesome video. Well, lucky for him. Um, Lightning Lane issues plagued Walt Disney World guests on return of all day. Park hopping, congrats. Yeah, that could be an issue. Bus service for park hopping once again available in the mornings at Walt Disney World, which is awesome. Um, Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios offering private photo shoots beginning this month, which that's really cool. Right. Um, we got our first look at the layouts of DVC, DVC cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness. <clears throat> Country Bear Jamboree closing day announced to make way for a new Country Bear musical Jamboree and Magic Kingdom. That's sad. Which we knew that because they announced it at D23. Right. Um, Shaman of Song suffers a gaping hole in neck on Navi River Journey. This one was a weird one because it didn't even look like a tear. It looked like something actually had like punctured its neck. Because it was a pretty big like he got hole. Into, and it, like he got into a fight. It doesn't even look like his his head moves enough to make it stretch and tear. So yep. I don't know what happened, but that kind of stuff happens all the time. It's easily fixed. I guarantee they probably have um, some sort of because usually when they do those, they have like pieces that go in certain ways. So right, yeah, yeah. It looks like it's one piece, but it's really multiple pieces. Right on how they how they but like you said with that neck, that's yeah, it's a tough spot. Um, right, exactly. New Florida resident Disney Thrills ticket deal announced. Oh, I don't even. That's cool because normally you don't hear that much about. Um, Especially Florida, you're right. You're right. Exactly. Florida doesn't get the same stuff that we do. So uh, there you go. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute. Um, next, full list with locations of new collectible medallions replacing Disney 100 designs at Walt Disney World. Man, Walt Disney World got jipped on the Disney 100 stuff. Yep. And and from what I heard is that they still have some stuff up, um, but not a lot. And Disneyland is pretty much. A little bit of stuff but it was one it was centered out of it but yeah by the time stuff came to or none of stuff came to it but was at Walt Disney World it's like oh and it's there for a couple months and okay well see you later mm-hmm. um next Crocs temporary closed escalator again and land the land pavilion at Epcot one week after shoe incident uh that's Careful with good. those escalators. Uh, yeah. Um, what the heck? Sheriff reportedly threatens to disqualify Walt Disney World marathon runner and detain his wife. Chases him down course. Yeah, this is from what I read, and there was multiple reports of it, that it was a sheriff on a power trip. Um, <clears throat> and that it was over... Mile marker 19 by Disney Coronado Springs. The wife was there. Husband was running in the event. Husband came over to give the wife a kiss. And um, that's when the sheriff got on his power trip um, and told him, hey, you can't do that. You stepped out of the the race boundaries um, and then try to run after him to get his bib number to get him disqualified uh and then was gonna and then so then he started asking the wife questions and was going to detain the wife and then told her oh you can't stand here when she asked the hotel um if she could and they said yeah 
you know, public street, you do kind of whatever you want deal. And they then, like I said, they said, yeah. Um, and I guess there was other people that were in the area and the sheriff basically said, oh, you can't, <clears throat> you can't be here. But his car was there. So they just moved farther down because he can't leave his car. Yeah. Um, on that. And then I guess uh, another incident, same race. Um, that, and I can't remember if it was a husband and wife, is male, female, and they were together. Uh, the male was running and the female handed the male socks. Um, cause I think it was wet or rainy or whatever, mm-hmm. handed him dry socks and the, the sheriff like flipped or whatnot and was saying, this is a, a, a Boston marathon and New York city marathon qualifier and you're aiding him and helping him. And it's like, it didn't, you could be smuggling something into it, whatever. He was just on a, on a power trip and. It wasn't one per one people's take on it. It was multiple people's take. And it was, it's not like it was in two or three different areas. It was one area on it. So, and I know it got multiple people reported it to the information tent at the finish line as well. So I don't, Mm. and I don't know if it was a younger sheriff officer, an older sheriff officer, middle-aged sheriff officer i don't know but it sounded like even when they tried to like talk to him calmly he was and that sucks because it's assorting his dominance it it ruins you know i mean so much yeah it ruins the experience and being crazy like that i i know a lot of them i don't know they get they get angry because, I mean, you've seen it before when you go somewhere and someone has more authority than you and then they try to flex whatever they can because they're mad because you're running the race on this course. They're blocking the streets off and then you have you can't do your job properly because they're blocking off the streets. Mind you, the marathon started an hour earlier. It was shortened by a mile because of the potential for a hurricane. So it was just it was all right. bad to begin with. Yeah. Yes. Lastly, in Walt Disney World, elderly couple assaults woman over Magic Kingdom parade spot. Awesome. Dude, dude, get this. An elderly man and his wife in their late 70s are facing criminal charges after a hair-pulling, kicking fight to claim the best spot for the Magic Kingdom's uh, Disney Festival Fantasy Parade. Dude, straight up hair-pulling and kicking. Late 70s. It's awesome. So mm. gra- grandma, grandma and Grandpa weren't Wanted to get the best spot. That's crazy, man. Um, man. Um, now we're going into Disneyland Resort pile. Um, the Enchant believe and Inspire Magic Key passes. Um, I believe the Inspire's lowest one, right? Um, Inspire's the highest one. That's what I got. Okay. Enchant. I I can't remember what how it how it goes. I can't. So um. All three are sold out. They sold out the first day. Um, I didn't realize they were selling them in park as well. So there was a five-hour wait in park to get them. Yeah. Um, and they said is, you know, they put the disclaimer out there. If you could do it online, please don't come to take a booth. Because what happens if you're a family wanting um, 
to go to the ticket booth because you were claiming a ticket or something like that for a day pass right, or whatever right. it is, and you got to right. wait in this five-hour line because you got people, oh, hey, I'm going to go to the parks and buy a magic key, whatnot. And they said if you could do it online, these ticket booths are for something that you we can't handle online or you need immediate assistance. Magic well, keys technically, go online. I, one thing I was wondering was would, there, would you be able to – add your ticket to the price of the pass because they did that before mm -hmm. so would you have to go to the booth to do that i don't know i'm not worrying about it but they did have the socal pass until this morning the 11th right uh, but that one sold out this morning in like an hour and a half so yeah uh, yeah so anything right now it's for renewal only yep. only yep so which is a good sign they're still doing renewals and for those that don't know They'll probably reopen passes in probably six months or so. It seems like they're doing it like once every four or six months that they will announce it. Yeah, because I bought mine. It's not up for new renewal yet. It was in June is when yep. I got mine, which is the last time that they were open. Yep. Um, so then these ones. But on that time, it was all keys did go into the second day um, yep. on it. Now, whether... You know, we don't know how many they released, and it's Disney, so they could be like, ah, oh, you know, it's getting out of hand. Just stop it. Um, well, but no, you know, I remember when, when you did it, though, the big problem was is they didn't say if there were going to actually be a limit. And what ended up happening was there was a mass rush to buy the top tier Inspire because the, mm -hmm. all the bottom ones sold out the second day early. And then all of a sudden, everyone came and got the Inspire because that's all that was left. So I think yep. the way they advertise it, especially how they do it, kind of like, hey, guess what? Four days on you. Right, kinda, exactly. Yeah. And, the and the funny thing, too, is um, before that is they had you could buy just the Inspire key. The top two was the only one that you could buy. Mm -hmm. Um that wasn't just for renewals. So it's like, hey, if you want it, <laughs> we'll sell you the top one. But then they closed that <clears throat> and then they obviously reopened it for for the last time. And then this time, I think it was by 530 um, mm -hmm. the first day that pretty much everything was sold out. And like you said, then the only one that was left over um, in the morning was... This the is basically SoCal. the old SoCal Select key, yep. which is very geared towards its lowest key, very geared towards um, Southern California residents. And when I say Southern California, like L.A., Orange County residents, because it's only pretty much weekdays. And I think the summer is most of the summer Mostly, is blocked most down. Blocked out. I think it's, it's weird, um, too. It's like it's like July to like the first two weeks of September. It's a weird blackout. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird blackout, but I mean, that's geared towards, you know, people that'll go there for two hours at night just to maybe grab dinner, watch the fireworks or go on a couple rides because, yep. I mean, they could take a 20 minute Uber right there type deal. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So congratulations to those who got it, because I know it was a hot ticket item. Yep. And if you didn't air out uh, in the shop, <coughs> I saw a lot of people posting about that and they were not too happy. Uh, there was also a problem, too, where people would log in before they got into the queue and they would go check out and they'd have to re-log in because when you put it in your cart, it would take you to another um, oh, another uh, page. Yep. Sheesh. Yeah. Um, next, we have 
the sad news that my wife, who just walked into the room I'm in right now, we will be having some sort of food there. Tortilla Joe's has announced their closing date of March 31st, 2024, for downtown Disney District location at Disneyland Resort. But the Tuckeria will remain open until April 13th. Um, they had the same thing as like the quick service thing for Wolfgang Pucks at most places, where basically you could go in and um, get something real quick. And um, I love the sit down for Tim. Tim, I told like literally the burrito was the best burrito I've ever eaten in my entire life. It tastes like so like a roast, like a soupish meat. It was yeah. so good and so tender, man. Very reasonable pricing as well. And it's not too, it's about halfway down downtown Disney, so you're not walking a bunch. Yeah. Um, and you do want to kind of see the shops because that was the thing I always remember as a kid was that's where you got the souvenirs. We didn't get souvenirs from inside the park. We went to the, the stuff outside to get the souvenirs. Yeah. Um, especially with that big Disney store, it makes it a lot nicer. Yep, exactly. So the crazy thing is, is I'm like, homeway. Oh, okay, so they announced that it's going to close down. Okay, what what's going in its place? Because you know, there was talks of that's where Din Taifung was going to go, but obviously that's not going there. Um, and then there was, um, what is it? Um, Paseo and Paseo, but that's going, or uh, Paseo and Centrico, but that's going where Uva Bar is at. So, oh, what's going here? So <clears throat> on the article is they straight up called the restaurant and it's a Patina Group restaurant. And basically... They, you know, restaurant confirmed the closure and the location will be transforming into a new restaurant that will still serve Mexican food, but with a whole new event, whole new menu. So and then they reached out to um, or I'm sorry, that was from the restaurant itself. Then they reached out to the Patina group who owns that restaurant and they haven't heard back. Um, and like I said, then the taqueria will be open a couple weeks after that. Which is so, sad because I remember you told me about it and I was like, it can't be that good. And then we ate there and I was like, oh man, this is was, amazing. Yep. Especially for being in, in the Disney bubble where the price and everything that, that it is. But I mean, the nice thing is it'll be interesting to see. Um, <clears throat> looks like it's still going to be a Mexican restaurant, a different menu on it so it'll be curious to see and i'm assuming it's still going to be in the patina restaurant group um because it didn't say that they're not selling it yeah um, so i'll be curious to see what that does turn into because i think um that is the only mexican restaurant in downtown disney yes I believe they only. I believe they only do one type. That's like that's like, that's like Disney's deal is you shouldn't have anyone competing with you down there. Right, right. So um, I, I like I said I didn't think that unless there was like a like a smaller little one um, type deal. But yeah, no, that's um, huh. It's a. I'm looking at just the Patina group and in general and not really seeing um, what it could maybe be. I mean, so. I, my, my main thing would be like, you know, is it, you know, because there could be, there, 
I mean, you never know. There's so much stuff that they could put in in a location that would work in Disney. So, right. I mean, the nice thing is is that you're still going to have a Mexican option in downtown Disney. Um, mm-hmm. And it looks like it's probably going to be just like Naples, a sit down um, option or like kind of a, a takeout or a quick service uh, type option as well um, on it. So I guess we'll just see on on what they're going to do. And it could be just called something completely different and just um, they may be changing it just to fit into that new look that downtown Disney's going towards. Yeah. Um, that they're revamping and that they've already done, um, you know, the jazz kitchen and all of that. So it could just be like a, a facelift. It's like, Hey, while we're doing that, let's, let's change it up. Well, and I mean, I mean, last time we went, when I went, um, it didn't seem very busy at Tortilla Joe's and we were there for the first day of the 100, the grand opening of Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. So we were there like on a, a busy day and right. it didn't seem many people were in there. So maybe they're pulling a Perco's Cafe. For those that don't know, Perco's Cafe by Tim and I's area is a breakfast, mostly breakfast restaurant, but they do offer dinner. Um, and they're usually open until like 8 p.m., most of the ones that are Perco's. Yeah. But they've been converting them to Huckleberry's, which is a Louisiana-style breakfast place that's only open until 1.30 or 2. Yeah. And that's obviously better for them because it's lower costs on operation. And the both locations that were in Turlock are not locations that have constant traffic all day long, but you could possibly be busy in the morning because, you know, everyone gets their stuff delivered now in that area. There's no businesses over there. There's a college and the kids aren't coming over there for, you know, lunch. So for dinner. So it's one of those right. things. Yeah. Where you're just kind of like, you know, maybe they're just changing the name. And we'll find out when it does change to see who owns it, because I'm sure you'll keep track of that. Right. Well, and the thing is, is it's Mexican food, so you can't, like, really change it up that much if it's still saying Mexican food. Right. You know? You're still going to have burritos. It's not not saying Tex-Mex, it's saying Mexican food, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, World of Color 1 is returning to Disney's California Adventure this month, the day before I go. The, a lot of stuff is reopening. Um, the one thing we're not going to see is the Mark Twain Riverboat is getting a new paint job. Uh, it looks like it's still down. I think I think it's down to the till February. Um, so you know, yeah, that it, is looks, what it, is. it looks awesome. It does. Um, Astro Orbiter structure is completely removed from Disneyland Park as refurbishment continues, which they always completely remove it when they when they refurbish it. So. Yep. And I um, think it's uh, from rumors from her. It's just it's kind of getting a paint job. That's why it got completely removed. Yeah. So they they've repainted it quite a bit because it's not that hard to remove. It's just it's, it's, it's a tall cylinder yeah. electrical thing. So not that hard. Yep. Uh, Centennial Park fountain elements already broken. 3D printed pieces revealed. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good idea, but uh, hopefully we'll get to see it and it's not completely damaged by the time I get there. Um, Tiano's Foods Water Tower installed at Tiano's Bio Adventure in Disneyland, Cal- Disneyland Park. They're getting ready. They're going like, like crazy. So, um, yes, construct- I think it's about five months behind is when Disneyland yeah. got theirs versus when we got ours. Construction walls up around Haunted Mansion Q 
at Disneyland Park ahead of grounds refurbishment, which they're not refurbishments until after we go. That's that's pretty early to be doing that, isn't it? Yeah. So and it's weird how they put the um, the walls up already, and it's like on the back uh, half of the queue um, mm-hmm. on it, and some of it into the where the old fast pass um, lane was. used to be fast yeah. pass um, machines were. And um, in between like that and the railroads where the fountain was. So they already got the walls up and they put them up quick. So I don't know if it was one of those things. Hey, let's put it up and then maybe could start working, like doing some demo, some demo yeah. stuff. And then once it closes, then really getting, I mean, once the whole ride closes, then they'll probably throw the walls up on the other side where the gift shop's going to go by the exit. Mm, makes sense. Cause it's, cause it's open. The ride's still open and it's still, yeah holiday so yeah, it's, it's hall it's weird because it's holiday i think last year when i went was, yeah 2023 when i went it was it closed right before we got there this year it's closing right after we go so um yeah because yeah, i think because they don't want haunted mansion and small world down at the same time to remove the holidays so they'll do correct keep one open and then when the one closes the other one yeah the other one will go but she doesn't but, show small world down <clears throat> No, so uh, Haunted Mansion goes down on the 22nd, January 22nd. Yeah, so um, Turning Red, Maylin, and Ming meet and greet coming to Lunar New Year 2024. I'm going to miss the Lunar New Year this year. It was amazing last year. It was so much fun. The food, Tim, telling you, is phenomenal, especially we did the, we did the, we did the whole thing, and I was wasting on this one chicken thing. I got like two orders of the one chicken thing. I kicked mm-hmm. kind of the same stuff. It was phenomenal. Um, but uh, they'll have a little meet and greet, which is cool. Um, and lastly, a woman has died and three others were injured in two hit and runs near Disneyland. And it was like um, Harbor and Catella is where it was. Oh, I mean, wow. It was, yeah. And- so be be on alert there, people drive kind of crazy there especially later in the evening because yep. it's a lot of people like to cruise in yep. um and they have their cars that are very loud not necessarily look that great but are very loud um <clears throat> on it and it was sad because um a guy tried to and this happened at 5 p.m so it wasn't like late night, one in the morning or something like that, or midnight that, um, and the person didn't die at the scene. She went to the hospital or the victim was taken to the hospital and then died there. Um, but I guess the guy, um, or a guy tried to stop the guy after the first hit and run. <clears throat> and then I guess he backed up and I think hit a bus and then took off and hit another uh, pedestrians. Uh, and the second one was at Harbor and Convention Way. So it was all right there. It was not good. Sad children involved. Not good at that's all. That's crazy. Yeah, that's not good at all. No. Nope. Um, and he's I'm still gonna... on the loose. They don't know who it is. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. Not I'm trying to figure so, out where I'm staying at, but it's not showing me on the be, thing. Oh, okay. So I'm staying 
I'm saying, oh, I'm at the we're at the good spot this time. I can never remember where to go. Um, we're staring at the Fairfield Inn and Suites. So it's over on the backside. Um, no, that's the Holiday Inn. It's um, by the McDonald's across from the entrance, the McDonald's and the Panera. You know okay. where you you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So that's where we're uh, at. So, and that's actually my favorite way to go in because that place gets full with the bus people when you leave, but yes. no one walks out that way. So when you walk out to the hotels that way, it's very empty when you're walking. Yep. And a so, lot of people usually when you're walking out to, they walk out and then go south on Harbor. Yes. yes. So you're in, usually that gets um, pretty jam-packed with people. Yeah, because we stayed, I mean, the last time I went, I stayed on Catella and it was a, a lot longer walk. Yes. Yeah, because we stayed. Um, I will say I did like it a little bit better because it had a Denny's tied to it. Because oh, the, okay. the owner also owned a Denny's. Nice. So, yeah, you got like some some stuff for free. But, um, but yeah, no, it, it is sad because that area is just so hot in general. So. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it's and it's it's always busy, always busy, whether it be traffic or uh, pedestrians. So just yeah. just be keep just be careful. Keep your head in a swivel. Um, you know, if you can walk. Clo- I mean, the nice thing is the sidewalk isn't like right next to the road. You got it lined to the palm with the palm trees there. Um, so there is kind of a planner there. But just just be careful. Use the crosswalks. Not that, and on and on this one, they said they didn't know if they were using the crosswalks or not um, on it. At least on the one that I saw, I'm sure it's come out. There's probably witnesses that said if they did or not. But yeah, anyhow, just be careful, be mindful, keep your head in a swivel. That's all you can do. Right. Um, we want to thank you guys all for coming through. Uh, greatly appreciate it. Um, people all down in Tulare, Mister Stranger. Uh, Mr. Was it was it Mr. G? J. Mr. J. That's what it is. Connor from Con Con Cantina. Thank you guys all for always listening and coming through. It's greatly appreciated. For the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we will see you guys next time. <laughs>